Okay, make sure you do grab one of those um, gift bags back there. Um, we would love for you to just uh, see a little more about us and hear a little more about us. And uh, feel free to talk to myself or my husband. Um, we'll be at the doors in the back as you exit today. Um, John, we're going to talk about the supernatural church. This is the church, this is you and I, <laughs> this is the church that God had intended um, us to be when Jesus died and rose again from the dead. This is what he had planned. And so we're going to look at the whole plan, the whole scope of things and what Jesus' plan was when um, he went away. John 14, 12, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to you and I. Say, I'm a disciple. All right, so all of this applies to me. Come on, don't be afraid. Um, yeah, you don't know what I'm going to say. So John 14, 12 says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will, be, they will do even greater things than these because I'm going away to the Father. So the Lord had a plan. Jesus' plan for us wasn't um, for us to do lesser than when he was on her earth, but to do even a greater amount, greater things. Amen? And, you know, with him being one man here on earth, you know, obviously God's son, but he could only be so many places, you know, and, and he could only do so many things at one time. But now with Christ in us, the hope of glory, every single person that carries Christ in them goes out and shares the glory of God and can be releasing those greater works. Whereas when Jesus walked this earth, it was one man. <laughs> one man, God's son. And you and I are sons and daughters of God as well. And we're going to look at that today. But he said, greater works than these shall you do. Because I'm going to my Father. No longer will it just be the Holy Spirit upon me, but he'll be upon all of you. And not only will he be upon you and with you, but he'll also be in you. Amen? So God's plan was, and, and Jesus was trying to dis, get this across to his disciples because I'm sure that they were really sad that he was going. You know, he relays to them. He's like, just so you know, I'm going to be going away, but I want to encourage you. It's going to be better for you that I go away because my father has a plan and it's big. So he was prepping them and preparing them that they were going to be a supernatural church. Amen. Let's turn today to John 14, verses 16 and 17. It says, and this is the whole plot and plan. He says, and I will ask my father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world can't receive him because it's not looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. But you will know him because he lives with you now. But later, the whole plan He's going to be in you. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is going to be in you. And he is the power of God. He is the one who puts things into motion. When God spoke, the Father God spoke and created the heavens and the earth. He spoke and released his word. Who is it that went and developed and manifested that word? The Holy Spirit. And now Jesus is telling us that this is going to be such a great plan because not only am I going to get to be with you, but also by the Spirit of God, I'm going to be in you. And when I'm in you, the greater one will live on the inside of you, greater than he that is in this world. It was an enormous plan to have a supernatural church walking, living, and moving in the power of God. 
Amen? And I'm going to show you that he just, I mean, he just keeps reiterating it and over and over again. So the whole plan was for all of us to have his power, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that it would live in us and live through us. We would be that supernatural church. Amen? How many of you know that God does not change his mind? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today, I'm, as I'm studying the word and just reading, it's like he's saying it so clearly to his disciples, which that's you and I, we're his disciples, and he hasn't changed his mind about it. His plan never changed. People change. But God's plan remains the same. He wants us walking in his power by his spirit. He wants us shining the light so the world can know that our God is God. Amen. Romans 8.11 says, and this is the scripture I just kind of quoted, the same spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead, the power of God, God's spirit, who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies because his spirit is living in you. We've got a surging power living on the inside of us. And not only will it, it um, give life to your mortal body, but if you're housing the power of God and you're allowing him to just fill you up to overflowing, it's going to flow over to all the people that you touch and come in contact with. It will change the atmosphere wherever you go. Not because you're so great, but because you're a yielded vessel allowing God to fill you up to overflowing. Amen? We're just honoring the Holy Spirit today and just teaching you, if you don't know about the Holy Spirit, we're teaching you that this is God's Spirit. Jesus came that you might have life and life more abundantly, but he said, he, we all know, he died on the cross, he rose again from the dead for our sins so that we could be saved. But when he went away to sit at the right hand of the Father and he ascended into heaven, he said, this is a better plan. Because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he's not just going to be with you like I am. He's going to live in you and through you. He had a plan to empower his church to be a supernatural church. The Lord gave me this vision this morning. And it's just kind of funny because he likes to reach us on our level. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, things will go across our, over our head in one ear and out the other. But you're going to remember this. So um, the Lord just gave me this picture and he said, just think about Clark Kent. The body of Christ is like Clark Kent. You, and especially if you've received the Holy Spirit, you're like Clark Kent. On the inside, or on the outside, you might look totally normal. You know, one minute you're nerdy, you've got your glasses on, your average clothes, you look like the average human being roaming the earth, you know, uh, going into the grocery stores, all this. But little does the world know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Here's the thing is you have power in your earthen vessel so that the excellency and the power of God would be revealed to the world. But unless you spend time with God soaking in his presence and allowing his spirit to fill you up, you will not go out there like Superman with your clothes on, your super clothes on, to show the world what you got. 
You'll walk around here with the potential like Clark Kent, but never really displaying the superhero-ness, <laughs> if that's a word, that you have on the inside. So when Clark Kent, you know, he has his average job, and you do too, right? Whether you're a clerk or whether you're a beggar or whether you're a construction worker or a realtor or whatever it is that you do, you're Clark Kent. You're doing your everyday things, but you've got a superhero power living on the inside of you. And when we yield to the Holy Spirit and wait upon the Lord, he fills us up with his power. And the word of God, and we're going to get into it in a second, but I'm kind of taking a rabbit trail. But when you get so filled up with his power, it's like you're putting your Superman clothes on. When you get so filled up with his power, all of a sudden you're clothed with it. And you go out there with your superhero clothes on, having the confidence. Because suddenly, you know, Clark Kent, when he puts those clothes on, he has boldness. Suddenly, he knows that he can conquer the world. He can fly like an eagle. <laughs> he can run fast and not, you know, trip on a rug that wrinkles every two seconds. <sighs> You are Clark Kent, and you have this power in your earthen vessel so that the excellency of the power of God would be revealed to them. But we have a responsibility as a supernatural church to yield to that power, to fill us up with his power so that we're not just have the potential, but we're so filled that we're clothed with it. Because when a little bit of power, you're going to have a little bit of results. But when you're clothed with it, you're consumed by it. You're going to have a lot of results. People are going to know that you have been with Jesus. Amen? Just like Moses had been with God, his face shone bright. People will know there's something different about you, and you'll get the opportunity to share it with them. Or, or like one time my dad was ministering um, to, to somebody or just talking to them. I don't remember exactly. But the man starts screaming, what are you doing to my eyes? He was a blind man. What are you doing to my eyes? He began to see just because my dad was talking to him. He wasn't praying over him. Because of the power that resides within us, it has an effect on the world around us. But what would happen, okay, we know what would happen because we're going to look at it in a second. What would happen if we were a church of 120 believers in an upper room who sought the Lord and waited until we're not just ankle full, knee full, waist full, but we were so filled and clothed till we went out with our superhero clothes on with the power and the boldness of God to reach our world. See, 120 believers in the upper room went out and turned the world upside down because they were clothed with their superhero power. There were a lot more that knew this secret. 120 responded to this command. And they waited until they were endued. They waited till they were clothed. They waited till they knew that they knew they had this boldness that they could go out and it wasn't them any longer, but it was him. 
Superman. Clark Kent. I love that the Lord used that this morning. I'm like, okay, they'll remember that, yeah. So I knew that wasn't me because I didn't watch Superman last night or anything. <laughs> um, John 16, we're going to read um, verses 5 through 15 just um, so we can have a refresher on, on what happened here. But now I am going away to the one who sent me. Not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you're grieving over what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate, you know, the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I go away, then I'm going to send him to you. And when he comes, it's going to be supernatural. When he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. Just you being in a room will convict that person of sin. And God's righteousness and the coming judgment, the world's sin that refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There's so much more, and they're getting confused at this point, and he, he recognizes it. He says, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't even bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you what he receives from me. We know and we know from reading the word of God that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. By the power of God, by the Spirit of God, he did this. And he said in, his, in the word, he said that he only did... And only said what he heard his father doing and saying. How did he do that? By who? The Holy Spirit. And so he's excited for us. And he said, it's going to be better for you that I go away. Because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. The one who's been helping me is going to help you. I'm going to be the first superhero. But there's going to be so many more. That was God's plan. That we would be not just children of a superhero but we would be superhero we would be a superhero and a supernatural church filled with God's presence his power and his glory see if we would reach this point and if we would wait long enough till we're clothed with his power and we are seeing God heal and deliver and save just simply because we walk into a room we would never want to go back and the disciples, you don't hear about them going back after they walk in the power of God. Because it's such an exciting way to live. And this is what God had intended. Those people, we know so many believers who are struggling. And, and I know you might be one of them. But the minute you yield to the Lord and allow God to fill you with his spirit, and then you just keep waiting on the Lord and let him keep filling you up, you're not going to hunger for the things of this world anymore. You're not going to struggle with the flesh because he who is led by the spirit will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is the supernatural life that God had intended for us as believers, as the church. Amen? He said, it's better for you that I go away. Why? Because I'm going to send my spirit with his supernatural power, and you're going to live a supernatural life. You're going to see people healed, saved, delivered, all by the power of the spirit who's living in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
The power of God did not get removed when Jesus left the earth. In fact, it got instilled in the believers and multiplied by the hundreds of thousands and millions walking this earth. The problem is the body of Christ is destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not realizing the power that we have living on the inside of us. The devil has even believers deceived into thinking, who am I? What could I do for the Lord? What he's trying to get you to not realize is that you have the greater one on the inside of you. And if you would just spend time with him and yield to him, you would start having dreams and visions. You would start getting led by the spirit, knowing where to go and and who to pray for. Divine appointments. Healings. Deliverances, salvations, because you're led by the Spirit, because you're a child of the King. Amen? This is our inheritance. That's why he was like, don't worry about me leaving. You're going to be so much better off. Where's the problem then? The problem is people lost sight. The ones who didn't follow through and the ones who don't follow through with the weight in the city until you are endued with power, the ones who don't follow the command, see, that wasn't a, 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 a question. Will you please just wait in the city and then you're going to see what I've got in store for you. No, it was, it's a command. You wait in the city until you're endued with this power. Don't go anywhere until you receive. And how are we going to know? Oh, you're going to know. Because you're not going to be Clark Kent anymore. All of a sudden, you're clothed with the boldness. The righteous are as bold as a lion. All of a sudden, you're clothed with power, and you start seeing swirling energy walking around you like you're, um, um, what is, oh, there's, there's a little superhero character I'm thinking of. But anyways. No, that's not it. But, um. it's from the Incredibles anyways um, you have a force field of God which I've experienced before by the way surrounding you with the power of God all these superhero movies were inspired by something it's real (laughs) it's God amen oh this happened And it's available to you and I. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's Colossians 1.27. He intended that we be a supernatural church filled with his Holy Spirit. Don't knock it till you try it. Until you've waited and experienced God's presence and power upon you, not just in you, but so filled till he's upon you. And all of a sudden you start seeing that you too, he's no respecter of persons, that you too can have the dreams and visions, that you too can lay hands in the sick and see them recover, that you too can preach the gospel with boldness. Until you've yielded to the Lord and spent time in his presence and allowed him to fill you and all of a sudden, suddenly one day you wake up and you're like, I feel different. I have boldness. And all of a sudden, you're in the grocery store. All of a sudden, you just, you're opening your mouth and <gasps> you're witnessing to someone. I remember my mom sharing a story 
she is going to love being put on the spot. But I remember my mom sharing a story of going, um, just doing her everyday thing. And she was going down. They lived in an apartment at this time. And she was going to do her laundry in the laundromat in the basement of their apartment. And she's minding her own business and some other ladies down there doing her laundry. And she said, the Holy Spirit took her over. I'm not trying to freak anyone out here. But she's a very kind of more shy on the shy side. But all of a sudden, a boldness came over her and God spoke through her and ministered to this young lady. And she came up, um, back up to the apartment in shock and told my dad, what was that? (laughs) We don't realize when we're spending time in his presence, we're reading the word, we're soaking in, and we're worshiping, that we're getting filled up with God. And when we are ready, he says that um, he wants us to be ready and fit vessels for the master to use. When he sees fit because you're a ready vessel, he'll use you. He'll speak through you. And actually, even in that same hour, he'll give you the words to say, and you'll be like, I didn't know that. I, didn't, I, I couldn't have said that in a better way. Obviously, it was the Holy Spirit. But those are just like natural little examples of the fact that the superhero suddenly came out of my mom. She put on her superhero clothes and started manifesting as a child of God. Amen? Why do you think the Lord says, let your light shine? Don't hide it under a bushel. Some of us have masks on. uh, That just kind of came out. But some of us have masks on that are covering our identity in Christ. But if we would yield to the spirit of God, they would not be able to, to deny that you're different. Hmm. Do you know that in the Incredibles, they could try to put a kibosh on the superheroes being superheroes? Seems really familiar right now. We need to realize the word of God is absolutely true. And Jesus sent out this command, I'm going to go away. It's going to be better for you that I go away. Don't worry about it. But I command. (laughs) He should have said it like that. But it's not a question. Stay in the city and wait upon the Lord until you're endued with power. Wait. We heard that before, didn't we? In Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, he says, wait upon the Lord. You're plugging into the power source and you will have your strength renewed. You can, this sounds like superhero stuff to me. You can run and not grow weary. You can walk and not stumble. Some people are stumbling over rugs, I'm told. You can walk and not stumble. You just leap on over it. You can fly on wings as eagles. When you plug into the source of power and the whole, allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up and you wait upon the Lord and you spend time with him, your strength is renewed. You put on that superhero clothing. And you go out there and you're shining your light with a boldness, with an expectation for God to use you. Amen? Amen. Let's turn to Romans 8. Are you getting anything? We all have this treasure in our earthen vessel that the excellency of power would be revealed. Romans 8, 29 through 31. For God knew in advance his people 
And he chose them to become like his son. What? Superheroes. <laughs> A supernatural being. Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. That's a superhero if I ever saw one. God knew us in advance and he planned on us becoming like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many manifest children of God. Many supernatural children of God. Having chosen them, he also called them to come to him. And having called them, um, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing with himself, he gave them his glory. His glory is his power. He gave it to us. But really, he gave it to his disciples. and That's you and I. But he told them, if you don't just want the seed of it, and you want to be filled and immersed in it, you need to wait. If you want to do these greater works that I do, which is my whole plan, then you're going to have to wait until that point and just keep on waiting until you're endued with power from on high. In Luke 24, 49, he says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. And how many of you know that God, um, his word does not return void? He said, whatever he promises, he never fails to act, okay? So when he promised the Holy Spirit and his power, and he said that from that point, you're going to do greater works than these that I do, then they, they, the reason he was going over it over and over in, in many different forms is because he was creating a faith and expectation because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so he's telling them, this is what's going to happen. He's giving them a heads up, creating a, a seed of faith on the inside of them so that when they are waiting, they're not like, you know, oblivious to why they're sitting around, just sitting, worshiping, and, you know, we could be doing, we could be making more money for, for our family, or we could be doing this or that. And how many of us, you know, the devil tries to throw tons of excuses at us, even while in, in the secret place even while in the presence of God that phone just ding 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 goes off put it in another room and spend time with the Lord the word of God says seek ye first and I will add all these things unto you why because the enemy wants to distract you because he knows that if you'll yield enough to the presence and power of God you're going to be putting on the clothes the superhero clothes and walking out there shining your light and walking in boldness like Jesus did that was the whole plan, to have a supernatural church. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high, until you're so filled that it clothes you. You're going to know. You know, many of us have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, meaning you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't stop there. Paul says, continue being filled with the Spirit. Charles Finney said he would find himself absent of the power of God, and he would spend three or four days just, what, what was he doing? Waiting upon the Lord so that his strength would be renewed. The power would be renewed. The, the potential is there the minute you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and the minute you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't stop there. You have to live a life 
surrendered to the Lord. You have to yield to him by just spending time with him, worshiping him, soaking in his presence, waiting upon him, letting him renew your strength. Like I said, don't knock it till you try it because he, it, this is so great. His yoke is easy and his burden's light. It's so, so simple. But the, but the Lord spoke to me personally. He said, this is so, so simple. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. It's so simple. But so many find it such a hard task. Why? Be still and know I am God in this society? When your phone's dinging? When you could drive through McDonald's? Or you can press a button and get the food delivered to your door now? You don't even have to go through the drive-thru. Whatever. We have to wait. We have to be still. That's difficult. He said so many find it such a hard task, but it's where you will find, he said, joy unspeakable. And what will happen? You'll be full of glory. You'll be full of his presence and power. You'll be putting on that supernatural suit, walking as a supernatural child of God. It's such an easy task. It's such an easy commandment, he told his disciples, just go wait. All they had to do was sit in a room and worship the Lord and wait for the promise, knowing that he would not return void on what he spoke. Has he changed, church? No. So has he changed his mind about what he wants to do with this supernatural church? No. So is the command any different for you and I? No. Wait, spend time with me, and you will be endued with power from on high. You will be the supernatural church. You will be my manifest children of God. Hallelujah. Acts 1.8 says it again, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Now we've got the potential the minute we receive the Holy Spirit. He is the power of God. But so many people even stop there and they still struggle in their life of sin. Still struggle with the flesh. But here's the thing. He said, if you'll yield to the Spirit, then you won't fulfill the lusts of your flesh. You have to be doing what he wants you to do. And then you find that you're walking in the power of God to resist temptation. Jesus himself pulled away for 40 days and 40 nights and was tempted by the devil. And he had to soak in God's presence, spend time with the Lord, use the word of God against them, and we're not greater than our master. So the minute we receive the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you're going to have zero temptation because even Jesus was tempted. But what you're going to do is you're going to wait on the Lord. You're going to spend time in his presence. You're going to read the word of God and use it like he said to use it. It's a sword of the Spirit. Use it and resist the devil and then he will flee. Don't expect the minute that you accept the Lord and get filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to have temptation. Because now, I'm just sorry to say, now more than ever, he wants you to not come into who you really are. He wants to deceive you into realizing that you actually have this treasure in your earthen vessel so that the power of God would be revealed to them. The best thing he could do is discourage you, distract you, and, and try to get you not to spend enough time with God so that you're not walking in the power of God. Right. 
The church is destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not realizing you've got superhero potential living on the inside of you. And if you would just do what Jesus said, but wait, and you will be endued with power. This is the promise of the Father to his children. God does not lie. So if you will do it, he's not going to be like, hmm, no, he's actually not going to wait a second longer than he has to. And really, I know Jesus was our example here, and, and he pulled away for 40 days, and I really don't think that's like the rule. I really think it should be a, a life of waiting on the Lord. Because the thing is, is like I look at people like Charles Finney who, who raised the dead and, and, and saw miracle signs and wonders. He himself reached that point. Probably maybe after 40 days of fasting. It doesn't really say in his books. But he reached that point at some point. And then when he would go out and give out, he would find himself drained of the power. So he'd have to go refill up with God's presence and power by waiting on the Lord. So I'd say, let's just make it a lifestyle of filling up with God's presence. Not just waiting until all of a sudden you're a superhero, you put your clothes on because Clark Kent kept taking them off and putting them on and taking them off because that's kind of like us. But if we would just continue to wait, we would just continue to be filled up. The Lord spoke to me directly and told me if I would continue to do this certain amount for me, I would continue to stay full of his glory. So each person might be different depending on what lifestyle you live or whatever or, or how often you can spend time with him. But I encourage you just to set your hand to it, just to wait on the Lord and see that God starts turning things around for your good. You'll be like, oh, that's because of the power. That's because I'm seeking him first. You'll know things start working out for you because you're seeking him. What happens when we'll do this? What happens once we're full of God's spirit, when we yield to him the way he had told his disciples to do? What happens? Well, we see it with what happened to them. In Mark 16, 17, it says, And these miraculous signs will follow those who believe. They'll cast out devils. They'll heal the sick. The lame will walk. The blind will see. This is a result of a child of God yielded and filled up and clothed with God's spirit. We're no different than them. He said he is no respecter of persons, so that means that anyone who will wait upon the Lord, they will have their strength renewed. It's just really a matter of how much are you going to wait. That's how much power is going to flow out of you. Amen? It's the word. Acts 2.43 says everyone, this is what happens when, when God's children actually are obedient to do what he said to do and just wait on him, spend time with him, be filled up. Acts uh, 2.43 says, Everyone was filled with awe at the wonders and signs performed by the apostles. What made them special? Nothing. They were just doing what God commanded, waiting on the Lord. So easy, yet so many found it so difficult that only... 120 or even down to 70 actually followed through and did what he said. But they, just those few, turned the world upside down. God just wants a few. But if we would all listen, we could reach this world. Because they would know our God. Because we'd be manifesting children of God. Acts 5, um, 12 through 16, let's turn there quickly. I want to get through all of this. 
I was like, oh, there's so much, Lord, <laughs> when I was looking over it. And I'm going to pray today that God would refill you, just a supernatural filling of his spirit, kind of like an accelerated form of you waiting on the Lord. I'm going to release God's spirit, and I believe that he's just going to, in response to us asking, he's going to fill us up, a fresh filling. Amen? Amen. Um, Acts 5, sorry. I don't use those fancy keyboards. I'm a little, a little bit of old school in me. Okay, um, Acts 5, 12 through 16. The apostles were performing. This is, okay, I just want to say this. Results happen when children of God will be obedient to God's word. Results take place. You cannot be jealous of, of, of people or ministers or children of God who are walking in the power of God because it's just as available to you as it is to them. The only difference is, is they're being obedient and maybe you're not being as obedient. So it's for all of us. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people and all the believers were meeting together regularly. Interesting. They were meeting together regularly. Why? Because they knew they had to stay full of God's presence and power. They knew it, that that was the source. All believers were meeting together regularly in the temple, um, known as Solomon's um, temple, but no one else dared join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women as a result of the the apostles' work. Um, Sick people were brought into the streets and Um, on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick, those possessed by the devil. Um, And it says, and they were all healed. This is a result of a handful of believers who knew. It it said some didn't even dare do it because they just you know, it kind of just, they were in shock. They believed it. The, the, the amount of, of believers grew and multiplied because of these miracles. This is the result of a supernatural church that would, we would have on this world. I don't know about you, but I want us specifically, this church, to be a supernatural church walking in miracle signs and wonders. Every single one of us shining the glory of God, letting the glory of God be revealed to the world so all can see our God is God. We have words over this church of exactly this portion of scripture in Acts 5, 12 through 16 about people coming from all over, bringing their sick and that the glory of God would be revealed to them. And that's God manifesting his power to to heal and to deliver and save and set free. Brother Don actually just had a vision like two weeks ago on a Wednesday. He brought it to me, and he had a vision of people lined up all around down the street and around the corner into the, into the neighborhood, and they were, it was big, kind of bigger crowds, you said, and they were, as they wait, as they got closer and closer, he said, they weren't necessarily staying. They were coming to visit to, to encounter the glory of God that we had. Church. If you would just wait upon the Lord, he would fill you with his power, you with his presence, and you with his glory. You would be clothed with power. It wouldn't just have to be me up here laying hands on them. As they come through into the door, any one of us would be able to touch them, and they would leave here changed. They would leave here healed. They would leave here saved and set free. 
Why don't we be the first church ever in history since the, since the book of Acts that actually all of us walk in the power of God? Nothing's holding us back except for us. It's our decision to make. Are we going to be the manifest children of God? Are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to so fill us up? What else matters in this world except to do the work of the kingdom? All of it's going to fade away. All that's going to matter is what we did for Jesus. That's all we're going to bring with us into the kingdom of heaven. And it's so easy. Those who wait upon the Lord, I will renew their strength. Be still and know I am God. Be being filled. Continue being filled. Singing psalms and hymns. These are all different ways. Waiting and basking in his presence. Continue being filled, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Be filled with the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. These are all ways that you can spend time with God and get filled, 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 filled. Till you're clothed. Till you're a child of God walking out in boldness and power. And this will be a powerhouse when we all come together to worship the Lord. It already is, but it will be even more so. And people are going to know and find out that the power of God is here because word just spreads like that. That's what God wants. That's what he desires for his people. These signs will follow those who believe. Oh, that's what God wants. These are the results of being immersed in the power of God. They bring the lame, the sick, the deaf. The, the crowds were gathered around the corner in bigger, bigger crowds, and then it kind of got skinnier as they came in, in through the door and kind of like single file they came down the center, and really what they were doing is they're coming down to receive that touch from God, and then they were exiting the building because Azusa Street started with a really, really small church. People walking in yielding to the Holy Spirit so they were so filled that people from all over the world came to encounter the glory of God. Hallelujah. Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Don't even think for a second that just, it's that as soon as you accept Jesus Christ, I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount of power, obviously. You're accepting Jesus Christ. You're laying your life down. You're exchanging your life, but you have to keep yielding to him. You have to allow, allow him to fill you with his spirit, which you're going to have that opportunity today. And then you have to allow him to keep filling you with his spirit so that you can continue walking in it and continue resisting the flesh and, and, and sin. It's not by your might that you can accomplish the book of Acts or the Mark 16, 17 kind of Christianity. You're going to need the power of the Spirit to do that because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, not me and me, not because I'm a great person. It's because he's a great person. Greater is he that is in you, amen, than he that is in this world. After the day of Pentecost, you know, in the book of Acts, the beginning of the book of Acts, and then we read in Acts 17, 28, it's, this is their declaration. In him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Yes. This is what life's about. They came to discover 
this is how we're going to live, in him and him in me. And that's, then he would be revealed to this world. That's what the Lord's talking about when he says, let your light shine. Don't hide it under a mask. Don't hide it under a bushel. Don't try to be like this world. That's not going to save anybody. Amen? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, sorry. All right. Second Corinthians... It's, let me just say, the Holy Spirit is an absolutely essential equipment for the body of Christ to be a supernatural church. So if you have not yet received the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, he says, how much more will a Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you'll ask? So it's really, you have to ask him for this gift. It's not an automatic. So you have to ask him for this gift, and the minute you receive him, he starts working in you. He starts transforming you to be the image of Christ Jesus in this world. And what he would love for you to do is just keep spending time with him. Keep spending time in God's presence, and he'll just keep filling you up till you're clothed. But you have to make that first initial uh, response to the Lord and say, Lord, I want your Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. And God will fill you if you ask. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, I quoted it a few times just so you know the reference. We have this treasure in our earthen vessel so that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. It's not your power. It's his. We in ourselves can accomplish nothing. We know that because, I mean, we maybe have accomplished a little for him. But God wants to accomplish so much more. And it's going to have to be by the power of the Spirit. <laughs> the Lord is just speaking to me, and this is why Revival MKE started, but the Lord is just speaking to me. It's time for the church to wake up. To wake up. Isaiah 61 says, let your light shine, for the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Go let it shine. Let, give him permission to shine through you. How are you giving him permission? By yielding to him. By yielding to him, by spending time with him, you're letting the light shine. You're letting the glory of the Lord rise in you and upon you so that you can be a witness, so that you can be that supernatural church. It's time for the body of Christ to wake up to our call. And to fulfill the, the call of God on our lives to let the world know who he is. That treasure is in you. You are not exempt. If you're a child of God and you've accepted Jesus Christ, which you can accept him today as well, he's free to all. When you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God. And then you have an opportunity to receive his gift, the Holy Spirit, who is the power of God to save you and to save the world. We have a responsibility as the church of God, as disciples of God, to do what he commanded. It's so simple. Wait. Wait. And you will be endued with power. Remember, what is wait? What, what does he mean? Wait upon the Lord, and he'll renew your strength. Be being filled, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
I was waiting on the Lord one day, and I had like a vision of, of Jesus, and actually this happened a couple times. And, um, and I'll share with you that I, I actually had a vision that I went into the throne room, and I was worshiping God, and my dad was next to me worshiping God. And I'm in the middle of worshiping the Lord. You know, I wasn't pursuing that or anything. But, and if, for those of you watching or those of you who don't know, my dad went to be with the Lord in January. But I was spending time with the Lord, spending time with him just on my own. And all of a sudden, I'm worshiping the Lord at the throne room. And I just know my dad's right there worshiping with me. Because we're really in heaven. We're in the throne room when we're worshiping God. And that's where he is. And um, we stop. And my dad looks over at me. And he says, Jen, just remember what he said. Just keep waiting on him. It's the key to be filled with his glory. With his glory. With his power. And then another time, um, I told, I told uh, Cindy Stewart, I was like, I'm not making this um, a doctrine or anything like that. <laughs> but I was like, it just happened. But I'm spending time with the Lord again. And again, I, he I heard my dad say, Jen, just keep waiting on him. God has so much more for you to do. Why does he keep allowing me to hear this? Because my dad was my mentor. And it's just encouraging me. Just keep moving forward. Just keep waiting. Because you haven't reached it yet, but you're going to know, like Jesus said. Wait until you be endued. How will we know? Oh, you'll know. Because you're going to be endued with power. You're going to have a boldness like a lion. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. You won't care about anything else in this world. But Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what Paul discovered. Nothing else matters. I preach and teach nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what's going to matter in the end is for the whole world to know Jesus. And they need the signs, wonders, and miracles to know he's alive and he's God. If they don't see it through you, they're not going to see it. Because we are the hands and feet of Jesus. He no longer walks physically on this earth. He walks in you and me. How much are you yielding to him and allowing him to walk in you, in him? I live and I move and I have my being. I make a decision to yield to him so that he can work in me and through me, Christ in me, the hope of glory to this world. Amen? This is so important, church, that we wake up and do what was assigned to us and wait upon the Lord. Forget about the pointless agenda. I asked the Lord once, not too long ago, maybe three years ago, Lord, is there anything standing in your way? And he said, put aside pointless agenda. If it's not working for his kingdom, you know, I mean, he blessed you with your family and all that, and you got to balance life out, but you could have praise on your lips all the time. You can be praying in the spirit all the time. I remember going to like Six Flags or even Disney World and my dad would be listening to the word and praying in the spirit. I mean, <laughs> always so into the spirit, always. But that's how you walk in that. That's how you walk in that kind of boldness. That's why he was like a biblical encyclopedia 
walking Bible because it was just constantly, constantly being sown in. Amen? Amen. Isaiah, here's the thing, is the world is waiting for you to walk in your superhero clothes. (laughs) The world is waiting for you to be a supernatural church. Romans 8 19 says, for all creation, there's some, some versions say, all creation is groaning with pains of childbirth. They're eager and in expectation for the children of God to finally be revealed to this world. The earth is groaning and waiting. Then that means we have some waiting to do. Because they're waiting to find out who we are. We shouldn't be mixing in. We should be standing out. And as a, as a superhero, you know, we, 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 in a sense, we shouldn't be like Clark Kent, though. We should always be clothed in our superhero clothes. Be ready in season and out of season. Always be filled with the Spirit. Continue being filled with the Spirit. Until when? When is this all going to happen? When we wake up and realize that we need to sow to the Spirit? When we do what Jesus required of his disciples, wait and you will be endued with power? When is this all going to happen? When you can say what Jesus said in Isaiah 61.1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom to the captives, to release those from darkness, to release those who are prisoners. That was for all of us. It was not just for Jesus to walk in the spirit and power. He said he was going to be the firstborn among many. Why would he say in the word that the whole earth is waiting and groaning for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. They're waiting for the manifestation, another version says, of the sons and daughters of God. The manifestation of what? The spirit and power of God. He told his disciples, you need to wait so that you can be endued with this power. Pretty clear. (laughs) Pretty clear assignment. Jesus waited 40 days and 40 nights. And like I said, I encourage you, don't just be like, I'm going to wait on the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. That's good, but make it a lifestyle. Don't just stop after 40 days because it's going to dwindle. Just continue be being filled. Continue singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Continue resisting temptation um, with the word of God and the enemy will flee. Continue soaking in God's presence, waiting on the Lord and letting him fill you up. Don't be in such a hurry and quickly do your devotions and sing one song to the Lord and then all of a sudden his presence shows up and, oh, time to go. No, when his presence shows up, that's when you start waiting. Just saying. If you want to be filled, when his presence shows up, that's when he starts pouring into you. Don't be in such a hurry if you want to be a manifest child of God. Amen? One more passage, Ephesians 5. I love that I'm seeing tears. That means God's touching people. 
Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. He says, don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, the alternative, <laughs> be filled with the Holy Spirit. How? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your hearts to the Lord and giving thanks for everything that God the Fa- to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. There's more than one filling, people. It's a continual lifestyle. Continue sowing to the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of your flesh. Continue being filled with the Spirit by singing psalms and hymns. Continue pumping that spiritual iron by praying in the Holy Spirit. Continually. It's not a one-time thing to wait on the Lord. No, continually wait on the Lord, and he'll continue to renew your strength. He's so clear, but he said, many find it such a hard task. Worshiping the Lord, sitting in his presence, praying in the Holy Spirit. That sounds like fun to me. <laughs> if I didn't have a family, which I love, I'm so happy, that would be 24-7. Why? Because when you experience a foretaste of the power and presence of God and you know what's accessible to you, you want nothing but it. That's why you don't see the disciples, you know, giving up. Once they received the taste of the power of God, they didn't want anything but it. They continued coming together to worship God, it says. In Solomon's temple, they continued to come together. Why? Because they knew that they were plugging into the source of power. They, this is where they were getting filled up so then they could go out and do those mighty works. One last scripture back to the first scripture I said. This is what God wants for his children. John 14, 12, Verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. And when I go to the Father, I'm going to impart to you my Holy Spirit. He's not just going to any longer be with you. He's going to live in you then it's going to be Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then it's going to be greater is he that is in you. Amen? Amen. Than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. So right now, um, why don't we just stand to our feet? We can have some worship keys maybe or whatever. Praise you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that your word